0: Hello, listeners. This is Lee Price. This is Will Ford from Football Three Six Five, and you're listening smartly to At, At the, the Bridge, Bridge Pod, Pod, a Chelsea FC, FC podcast. podcast. Although I would describe it as the Chelsea FC podcast.
1: Magical from Edin Dzzer, Kai Havertz in
0: the Champions League final. Ivanovic yes! in the middle. It's just
2: behind him. But it's tapped in by Havertz. It's Matic with the ball driver. Matic takes the net off. It's time for another episode of At The Bridge Pod, your number one Chelsea FC podcast, coming up on this episode. Come on, you all thought about it. As soon as Enzo scored twice, you thought, what does Chris think? Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of At The Bridge Pod. I'm joined in the virtual room. I've got Lions, I've got, I've got Ollie, I've got Chris, and I've got to ask you all, what were your highlights from a very wet
1: weekend? Um, I don't know whether I had a real highlight. Uh, if you want an update on something. Uh, oh, my t- here we go. go my tumble dryer broke. Oh, no. So uh, oh, That's a low light. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, just uh, just stop spinning around and just yeah. makes a weird sort <laughs> of buzzing noise now. So, <laughs>
2: that's not great later uh, on chris found out that it's now inhabited by bees yeah <laughs> so it's like uh, that was pretty much the weekend in a nutshell for me wow um bloody hell uh ollie can you can you beat bees yeah. in a in a tumble dryer
0: yeah can i beat bees <laughs> in a tumble dryer i i hope so yeah i spent some time with family i i i just had an all around nice time it, it, you know it was nothing crazy nothing special uh but you know it was
2: pretty it was pretty nice Hey, that's that's pretty damn good. I mean, I've got a football highlight, and it's not, it's not, it's not NFL. There's no need to ring the bell. No need. Um, where's Burns? Uh, son oh, of yeah. son son of Montgomery. Um, <laughs> he's got <laughs> his goal for Ipswich against Coventry. This dude is not not only rocking a man bun, uh, he pulled off some magic. It. So if you was haven't that seen that, the Traveller. It, oh yes, yeah. I mean, if oh, the listeners haven't so seen good. it picture it he cuts in on his left uh he's still outside the box mind you and then bam ricardo Caresma travella like he's been practicing in his sleep it wasn't it wasn't just a goal it was a style statement my friends and you know what really impressed me about that
0: though he like he took it in his stride he like hit it as he like ran you know as he stepped he like stepped into the ball to do it. it, it it looked so natural the way it flowed. It like it was like the ball was an extension of his
2: limb. It was incredible. It, you, it was a very Gary Neville. Ah, it was so good, so good. As
0: opposed to a Gary Neville. Ooh.
2: Oh no, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's hit some news. And apart from causing nightmares for Manchester United, Hakim Ziyech was also busy this week doing some interviews, and in one of them he made a comment on Chelsea's transfer policy, which I feel we should have a quick, just a quick chat on. And he said, a squad with 40 players for one team, that is simply way too many. And it's just asking for trouble. We had enough players for three top teams. At a certain point, your patience runs out. Like last year, after I returned from the World Cup in Morocco, where we and myself have played very well. Then they said again, you have to be patient, but it ends at some point. You know, I'm happy that I've ended it and I'm now playing at a great club. Oh well, I don't know why you uh, threw some shade at us there at the end. I mean, I thought, considering, are you also quite insulting to mock us by saying we had three top teams worth of playing squads at the time. <laughs> that, that, was was exactly what I that was unnecessary. That was unnecessary.
0: Yeah, he mustn't have been
2: part of it. <laughs> I what are your thoughts? I mean, our, we all know what I, our policy is mean, like.
0: I mean, for like for for it being like a bit of a like a weird jab to make so so long after he moved on like i do get it <laughs> and he's not wrong they well, might you know, not
2: activate that um re- release clause of nothing at the yeah i know the uh, uh,
0: 40 uh, what was that, uh 40 players yeah he's right it was too many yeah. and the the strategy was crazy and there is a point where you will be fed up with it and and you know stop and lose patience with it like mm. we all did last year you know like i think ziek kind of said probably at we're probably exemplified at the time what we were all thinking anyway so I'm not mm-hmm. really like I'm not going to give him too much of a hard time for for saying it because for me he's just kind of pointing out something
2: that was true yeah I, I mean I mean sadly with Zeek, every time he sort of got into a bit of thought for form for us he kind of just ended up injured and it it just sort of took him forever to get back into then any form after that injury and no matter how long he was out for, it was the same cycle. You know, it sucked for everyone involved, you know, but look on our policies, he's spot on. I can't really argue with it. You know, during his time at the club, he's seen, well, he's seen so many changes. He's seen sanctions, a club sale, new management, and a strange new transfer policy that we still don't quite understand. There's been a lot of mismanagement with the new management. Uh, I'd be pretty pissed too, but I don't know. What do you think, Chris?
1: Yeah. I mean, he is right i mean whoever whoever thought that was going to be a good idea in the first place is an idiot let's be fair um Mm. it it was just that period when it when i think it it carried on probably until this summer where we just kept signing people for the sake of signing people just it it was like a, a massive period of panic for me like we wasn't doing very well, so it was just sign people and just hope that one of them turns out to be good and saves our season, rather than any sort of strategy behind it. it you see I,
0: see, I I disagree with you there, Chris, because I don't know. Part of me always feels like there's a little bit of that strategy involved somewhere, just because you know how like we've we've looked. Do you know how we've like self-reported our accounts and stuff? You know, yeah. on on FFP, like we've made a, you know, like the current ownership have made it clear that we've made a few financial boo boos in the past. <laughs> and for me, what I'm thinking is is like these are like this is an ownership group who is a you know run by a private equity firm. They know about risk and capital. They know about strategy. You know, they're not unaware about sporting stuff with with what Bowley's got going on. They put hundred million aside for like extra. FFP fines and whatnot, you know, like and, we, and then you throw on top of that that we signed like a bunch of young players. It sounds to me, I mean like, stick your Tim Fall hat on folks, but it sounds <laughs> to me like, you know, Boley, Ogbali, Feliciano, all of them, they saw the accounts when they took us over, went, oh Jesus, right, okay, <laughs> you know, it looks like, you know, we're going to get slapped with a FFP breach of some kind and then just tried to do all of our business before we actually had to like fully report it so there's nothing that the league could do. Mm, yeah. Before we inevitably get like whatever, like points deduction, final a transfer ban. And then it looks like a genius idea, yeah, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. So well I just, I just wonder if there's some extra stuff going on in the background that we just we don't know it. that contributed to that strategy. When, when you know we talk
2: I mean? when we talk about Todd Bowie's strategy, we we like we said You fucker, but you clever fucker. Yeah. So. <laughs> and, and hey, the best Norwegian footballer on this planet has signed a new contract with Chelsea. No, Damn. no, it's not Haaland. Duro, <laughs> yeah. Wrighton, new deal with the club, option to extend till twenty twenty six. Four WSL titles, three FA Cups, two League Cups, and that Community Shield lifted at the club. It's a good bit of news for the women's team, wasn't it, Chris?
1: Oh, massive, uh, yes. especially with all the uncertainty over other players. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, exactly. You know, which and Hayes is,
0: as well. You know, like yeah, you, you which... wonder about if, if you know, if she's going, how many of them are you know it's like it's like city and guardiola like you know if he leaves i imagine a few top superstars would probably either go with him or or go somewhere else you exactly. know so it's really nice to have a, a player of her quality still remaining at the club for a long time because
1: she's brilliant
0: yeah and for me
1: like personally she, like she is my favorite player so i was absolutely buzzing oh awesome. did you get
0: um, her name on the on back of your show
1: yeah this season yeah
0: ah brilliant See? he knew
2: he knew the deal was coming he knew. Uh, yes. I took a I took a
0: rest there. Christmas Armour <laughs> strikes again. <laughs> yeah, Mikey, don't, yeah, don't, no, don't, no, don't follow. No, I won't. No, I won't. <laughs> right.
2: It's it's time for our match report, sponsored by we we nearly fucked it up, but then we didn't fuck it up. Way, uh Chelsea three, Brighton two. And it is Brighton two, even though Sky Sports se- really seemed to be adamant that it was one. I saw two goals. So <laughs> I saw that as well. Whatever. They put the thumbnail
0: out on YouTube at 3-1, didn't
2: they? Yeah, it was definitely 3-2. But
0: now, there's a graphic designer somewhere who's gotten a slap on the wrist for that.
2: <laughs> I I did find three winners and three losers for this game, even though I did have a bit of a whinge going it was it was, a, was that one of them games. But I I'm gonna kick things off because I cannot wait to say my first winner is and get your bingo cards out listeners it's enzo fernandez he (laughs) grabbed his first two premier league goals insert your buses joke here and he opened up brighton when it was 11 versus 11 on the pitch no no
0: listeners that's not a kettle you can hear it's the steam coming out
2: of chris's ears (laughs) (laughs) he had excellent passing range and when he we needed him he dug in deep late on he gave us a, sus- a shushing celebration, which we are told was aimed at Chris. I mean, <laughs> how, how do you think? A square squarely <laughs> just at Chris. Just at Chris. Because <laughs> at first I was like, why has he done that? What? Oh, just he knew. He bloody knew. I mean, come on, Chris. Come on. you got to give him those flaps. you got to do it. Come on. Yeah.
1: Um... And we're moving on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's, but... the,
0: it's the least compelling yeah I've ever but... heard.
1: But... Me and Ollie had this conversation yesterday. We did. I don't judge players just because they've scored a goal. Like we did it with Cole Palmer. I'm pretty sure it was the Burnley game. Well, I think me and you had him as a loser, actually, Ollie, for that game, even though he yeah. scored. Um and Enzo, you know, it's good that he got his first goal. Um, took the penalty well as well. Uh yeah, and was so. the best was the best midfielder in our team on the day. Would I say it was an outstanding performance? Not really. It was okay. His passing, I thought, was awful. Um to have to have the most amount of touches of any midfielder and have 70% pass accuracy isn't great. Um I just think I, I just think with him the, the the credit I would give him for this game is it's the most dangerous he's looked in the opposition's half. Um which we have seen him playing quite deep recently. And I thought in this game the the change was Corsado almost played as a lone six. Um, and that allowed Enzo to to push a bit further forward, and he did look more effective um, than he ha- than he has done. Um, but uh, like I said to Ollie, he's got to go to Old Trafford on Wednesday and do it, and then he's got yeah. to do it at Goodison Park on Saturday, and then I'll start talking about how good he is. But until then, I'm not.
2: What do you think, Ollie Enzo's you on your list, list. yes, my yeah. man. Uh,
0: Because, Yeah, because Chris and I had this discussion and we were going back and forth about how important are goals in a a game as to sort of a show of performance. And I think it's almost like a multiplier. You can almost write off one goal for me and still have a bad game. Hmm. Uh, And you can even score twice and have a bad game, you could argue. But actually, I, I think in terms of the impact of the game, on the game that, that Enzo had. He had much more of an impact on the game, you know, n- n- not just by scoring those two goals, but actually I thought he he was making some risky, incisive passes. Not all successfully, as Chris alluded to. Mm. But actually I was really happy to see someone trying to play the ball forward m- a mm. lot more. And, mm. you know, that Enzo dispatched the penalty well, you know, can't ask for much more than that and was, you know, a bit of a fox in the box uh, opportunist to, to get his goal as early on as well and yeah and just so I just think for all of the stick that we give Enzo when he
2: scores two goals you've got to make him a winner 100% uh, Chris who's a winner for you
1: uh, I'm pretty sure that Ollie's going to have him on his list as well cool. uh, Badia Shield yeah oh, he's, yes.
2: that's why I didn't include him because I thought he was good especially considering but he's um, one of Newcastle game weren't great
1: yeah I think considering the performance he was coming off the back of I thought he was really good. Um I think I thought he did brilliantly for the opening, for the opening goal as well. Um, so acrobatic, wasn't it? Yeah, but also it was really sort of calm. Like he didn't <laughs> rush to make he a just, decision. He like, knew
0: what he wanted to do.
1: Yeah. Um and I thought that was really good. I just thought all round he was really solid and played some really good passes out from the back as well which um I think we have missed, I think it was it just showcased again that he is extremely talented, and I think as he plays more, I think our, our results will improve.
2: Mm, mm, yeah, 100%. Um, go on, Ollie. why is he a winner? All hail the one
0: Drew centre-back. The <laughs> Church of Badia-Shield is open and accepting tithings, and Big Benoit nailed his 99 thesis to the Stamford Bridge away dressing room door yesterday. He was Brilliant, spraying long balls about, stepping out into midfield to intercept play. You know, breaking things up. Really calm on the ball. He put out fires all day and made one of the the best strikers, young strikers in the league, in Evan Ferguson look bang average, which is not an easy thing to do. He anticipated well, and as always, just so calm and composed on the ball, so mature in his play. He's an absolute Rolls Royce. Some might even say a Pope Mobile. And let me tell you, it's a good thing we play on a Sunday because. Big Ben was putting on a sermon. Amen.
2: <laughs> oh, he was. He was. A, he, was a, he, he was an honourable mention for me because I knew that I knew you'd pick him. That's why I was like, no, I'll try and be different. I'll try <laughs> I, and be I, different.
0: I, I I genuinely think that other, other than Silver, I think he's our best defender. I think that's fair. Yeah, that I, I agree.
2: He, obviously, we remember the Newcastle game, but hey, we're not th- we're not yeah, thinking about but, the past. We're thinking about today.
0: It's fair enough. He had a poor game against Newcastle, uncharacteristically for him, and he bounced back. So make, long may it continue. On that
2: little segue of today and thinking about today, uh, the fixtures of doom are a winner because let's break down Chelsea's last six games. Showdown with Arsenal, Brentford, Tottenham, Man City, Newcastle, and of course, Brighton. Uh, check this out though. Two wins, two losses, and two draws. A bit of a mixed bag of pick and mix for the Blues. Some sweet, some some fine, some sour, But you know, hold on tight, because next in line's a bit of a a dance with Manchester United, signalling the end of the gruelling run of matches. And when you say that we never beat them. (laughs) No, we haven't for a bloody long time and it needs to end this week. I mean, when you glance at the upcoming fixture schedule, it kind of seems like we're looking at a smoother ride on paper. Obviously, I'm not gonna get too far ahead, you know, the real test always comes on. In the actual ninety minutes, you know, and in football, what's on paper means fuck all. So, but it's nearly done, and it's still weird the games that we lost in them too, because Newcastle and Brentford. Of all the games, yeah. if I'd have said you, we lost two of those fixtures, neither you of you have would have picked those two. You'd have gone, it's probably Man City and Spurs based on how the form table was, or maybe well, our, City and Arsenal. Arsenal.
0: Yeah, something like that. Oh, you know, not- could make an argument for City, Brighton, or something. Yeah.
2: but... Bloody hell! It's but it's nearly done, and for me, was well, an all doom and gloom? That's an all doom and gloom? So I think that's why I'm I'm more concerned going into our next run of fixtures. <laughs> we need <laughs> to we need to be like more Ah uh, Tony, whoever it is on paper.
0: You know the tra- treble winners City, or you know high flying Spurs, or you know one of the best teams in the league this season, Arsenal. It's no drama. You give us a low block against West Ham, and
2: we are yeah. absolutely done for. Hey, so. all I know is that we've got. We've got Man United this week. Okay. Then it's Everton. Okay. Sheffield United. So we'll give them them. Them three points, of course. Uh, Newcastle again in the League Cup. Wolves on Christmas Eve. How are we going to record the post game for that? No idea yet. Uh, And then Palace for the day after Boxing Day. And then Luton for the New Year's Eve Eve. So we're getting a little bit ambitious because we're expecting points here. Points. Um, Chris, who's one of your... I think you're on th- your third winner already? No, no, second. Oh, sorry, sorry, second. Who's your second winner? Uh, Thiago Silva. Yes, Great um, option. Honourable mention for me.
1: I, mm. I just think, again, like I had no doubt that he would bounce back from the Newcastle game, but some of the talk about Silva after the Newcastle game I thought was absolutely ridiculous. Like, people saying that he definitely shouldn't get a new deal. He should be dropped. He looks past it now. He made one mistake against Newcastle. You know, what I mean, well, two if you count that weird spin thing where he gave a corner away. <laughs> <laughs> Still but, good, uh, but you know, mistakes do. Mistakes do happen, um, even to the best players. And he bounced back massively. And I thought again that that one sort of half block interception he made in the box in the last few minutes was yeah it was like in the ninety
0: seventh minute and yeah and Brighton would have certainly had a shot on goal I think if exactly. not for that. So great anticipation. He he did it that just, all game to be fair like organizing yeah. the, the back line and things. And part of actually the reason why I think Badia Shield did so well was actually playing next to him as well. Yeah uh, and because
1: Silver had a better game, Baddy yeah. Shield had a better game. And I think yeah. that's that proves how important he is and I just think we should never talk about even after a bad game, let's not talk about silver being past it or um, should be dropped again because because it uh, looks stupid I, I...
0: now and it will look stupid when he's still starting for us next season. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, who's who's your? I'm just going to take a risk and say your final winner, Ali.
0: Quite right. It is my final winner. My final winner is actually Moises Caicedo, um, who didn't I... get
2: booked, and I was convinced he did. The commentary team yeah. did keep
0: saying that, and he definitely wasn't was... booked. It wasn't, it was actually Badia Shield that got booked, I believe. Um, but yeah, they, they, I think it, it, it was something weird like he put in for a tackle that was like a foul, and then Badia Shield kicked the ball away and he got booked or something mm. like that. And so they just, they got it wrong, but yeah, um, thought Caicedo did a really, really good job, actually. He was. Um, instrumental in build up in the in the defensive third, um, I thought he played really well under pressure. Stepped out a lot to to intercept play and and really break things up and do exactly that role that we know he mm. can do. And I I was just really really impressed. I I, I think he's had his, his like Chelsea tenure so far has been like a slow progression upwards. And mm-hmm. yesterday against Brighton was the first game I saw for him. Where I was like, you look like we paid hundred million quid for you you know and 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 that deserves its flowers because yeah he, he was really good going forward as well he started a lot of good attacks as well um and even when we went down to 10 men he had to cover so much more ground in midfield because uh, of gallagher's red and we'll get to that yeah oh we will I, I, we and will. even considering that i thought he did a really really good job mopping things up he he tried not to give um give brighton too much to do uh, and you mm. know and especially when they're a team that can pass you to death like that i think he did a really good job
2: uh, my final winner is uh, Super Sunday, <laughs> purely because it was super scoring Sunday. Goals were going in everywhere. We were we're talking twenty four goals in five Sunday games. Ooh. Oh, oh, so good! And apparently, even it's not quite it went,
0: the Boxing Day of nineteen sixty three, though, is it?
2: It really was, not it was it was it was so <laughs> close. It it could have been perfect, perfect. But uh I think the most annoying thing is about everything. Was that they gave that as an own goal as well? The uh, Trent thing with the free kick. And I was like, that's a bloody, and McAllister. But anyway, goals everywhere. And it really was. It was perfect. 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 Chris, who's it's your just... final winner? Oh, go on, Ollie. No, I was just going to say,
0: just real quick, random note. It should be something, it should, it, it's just something that should be said that like Liverpool scored four goals and like all of them could have been goal of the month contenders.
2: Well, I don't think the own goal with Leno will be. Uh, you know, well, it's that's not fair. my choice I thought it was a really bloody good free kick but you know I, I thought yeah well you know <laughs> yeah. yeah so I move to Chris oh by the way just seen something come up from Sky Cavy saying Eric Ten Hag has lost 50% of the Man United dressing room how do you lose 50% who is the 50% come <laughs> now on. he's Eric Five Hag yeah <laughs> <laughs> love that right uh, Chris who's your final winner
1: um I'm going to say Nicholas Jackson. Really. Um, wow. And because is that because of his midweek
0: thing. No, I think I didn't think he looked more motivated than usual. I I don't know what anyone's
1: talking about. The thing is with Jackson, he is quite a clumsy footballer. Um and there was there was one moment w- um when we had the counter attack and he just didn't play a pass to anyone. I think it was three on two, and he just held onto the ball for too long, and gave it away. But aside from aside from that, and a couple of times where he just looks a bit clumsy, I actually thought his hold up play was really good. Um, he was making runs. He was a lot more involved in the game than he has been. Well, definitely than he was against Newcastle. And I think he was he was a focal point for us to play off, um, and. In a game, to be honest with you, where we're struggling for three winners, he just about <laughs> sneaks it on there. Uh, just because I just I, I do think he did give us a platform to attack um, without being brilliant individually Got as well. Yeah, he did. Um, and I just think sometimes I think we are overly critical of our strikers, uh, and I think that's partly down to being disappointed so often that we want someone who's going to score every game. I just think it's with Jackson. It's time to judge him for what he is, and he, you know, he's not going to ever be that sort of striker. So you have to judge him really based on his own talent. And I thought for him, for him, I thought it was a, a decent enough game. Okay, okay. I, I
0: don't know. For me, Jackson, like I, I thought he'd had much better games than the Brian game. But I, I do, I do grant you, Chris, because like you said, it wasn't exactly easy to find three winners, but. He wasn't terrible, but for me, he did look really isolated. Now, especially in the second half, that was kind yeah. of expected because you know mm-hmm. you were playing with a man less, and so there's that one less man to to link to. Um, but I have seen people sort of like commenting on like this compilation of his of his play on, on Twitter today, saying how good he was. And and I thought, well, yeah, that's great. And his compilation was pretty good. But what wasn't shown on it was like him which he did a few times, running into cul de sacs dribbling instead of shooting you know making poor decisions mate and like half the time with his runs he'll either run into like the right spot or he'll run like directly into the complete worst spot possible you know Mm -hmm. like it like a a place where like the pass wouldn't even be on if the player tried it you know like and so i just i could i i i i wouldn't personally give him praise for this game because i didn't think he did enough apart from the assist which was
2: all right but yeah. yeah uh losers um straight away easy for me discipline uh dread it run from it but discipline being a loser arrives all the same Ah, my man my man bun man and gallagher was the most frustrating you know gilmore he's a he's at our halfway line is there an entire team are in position and gallagher thought i'm gonna bring him down i mean there was just zero need to do that and this is the second time he has done this and got himself sent off within a year in infuriating just infuriating and what frustrated me even more was that made us with we're we're now the we have the most yellow cards in the league with 44 this despite having one of the highest possession stats and it's also back-to-back red cards for a chelsea captain
1: yeah bloody hell I also had discipline on my losers, so we've thought about the exact same thing there. Um, oh,
2: the Actually, Gallagher... it's a clean
0: sweep for discipline on it losers. To... <laughs>
1: <laughs> had to be. But, um, do you know why I put it on there, though? It wasn't just the Gallagher red card, which was stupid and reckless. The only thing I would say on the Gallagher red card, and this isn't specific to this situation, it's just in football in general, I do hate it when a player makes two fouls and gets sent off. I just think it, sometimes as a referee... You've got to think: Is it a definite second booking? Like to make two fouls in a game and be sent off seems a bit harsh on anyone at any point. Like Gallagher was stupid for going to ground because everyone knows when you're on a yellow card, you just don't go to ground. It's simple, and mm-hmm. he's he, but he's impetuous. Any he, and he doesn't think before he does stuff. I don't think. Um, but discipline was on there for me as well because we picked up loads of other needless yellow cards mm-hmm. like. Saido should have been booked, let's be honest, committed mm, two ridiculous yeah. fouls in and around the box. I'm, I'm still shocked no he wasn't. Enzo Fernandez got booked for kicking the ball away again. <laughs> like stop kicking the ball away. I think Badia Shield also <laughs> yeah, he got kicked. Well. Like, Stop doing it. Sterling, I think, also got booked for doing yeah. the same thing. For dribbling the ball away after he blew uh, the whistle. And Sterling it's like...
2: didn't get booked according to this. Baddy Shield hmm. did. So did Robert Sanchez.
1: <laughs> I thought no. Sterling you know, did when he dribbled the ball away. Like, you know what? But it, it, we'll never know with the way that it works these days. Yeah. It's just ridiculous though, because everyone knows the rules now. You can't if you delay the restart by tapping the ball away, you're gonna get yellow carded. And our players seem to be the worst at not listening to that. And it, it's gonna cost it. us more and more. It's it really is. Mm. I mean, I mean yeah, can
2: you can you name who has the most bookings in the Premier League? I'm not saying it's a Chelsea player, I'm just saying it's probably a Chelsea player. They've got seven. Is it, seven is it is it, Enzo? Is it Jack no, it's Nicholas Jackson. He yeah, has Nicholas more yellow Jack- cards than goals.
0: To be fair, Jackson like got like five oh. of those for arguing for a yellow card. I
2: know, but yeah. he's got six goals and seven just, yellow just cards. Just how could you be a forward and have more bookings than goals? How? That's, I don't know. That's it's ask ask,
1: ask Jal Felix. He's a, a bit like, um, remember Kevin Davis at Bolton? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he used yeah. to get booked every
2: game. <laughs> oh my word! I, I, I'm sure Diego Costa never had that many bookings in a season. I'm no, almost, he wouldn't have done. I'm, I'm gonna check whilst Ollie. To be fair, because it
0: was it was pre VAR. <laughs> to be fair, yeah, that's but, uh, true. Um, but yeah, d- so discipline was on there for me, and uh, yeah, like you said, I don't think anyone's surprised about that. Just because our team has the self control of a golden retriever in a tennis ball factory. You know, Enzo kicked it away, got a yellow, but shield did the same thing, kicked it away. Kaisado had 10 minutes where he was doing his best flying carpet impression. And then you've got Gallagher, who, as the captain, massively, massively let the side down. He'll be kicking himself, and rightly so. We won. So, you know, people won't won't say it, but his decision making for both his yellow cards was terrible. In the second one, he didn't even come within the same postcode as the ball. Right? He's gonna <laughs> he's gonna <laughs> spend the United game, an important Big game where you need runners like him on the bench, like you know, on the sideline. And if we don't win and end up saying that the midfield looked leggy, or we could have done with you know more hard work, more industrious, I'm laying the blame squarely at his feet because he should he should be there to he should be in the squad to have the opportunity to at least be selected to play that game. And he's ruled himself out by being an absolute bozo. And I don't know what the (laughs) solution is because it seems like it's it seems to me like it's coming from Pochettino himself. So how is he? going to get this team to do the hard graft and the dark arts of football without I, costing the team with cards and suspensions?
2: I just don't know. I have just checked and I can confirm that in the three seasons that he spent at Sanford Bridge, our man Diego Costa had 10 yellow cards, eight yellow cards, eight yellow cards. Now we've played 14 games and Jackson has won every other game. So he's he's on he's, he's set to beat that record if he keeps up his uh, current form. So, and
1: ooh, in, in fairness, <laughs> a, a, a few of those ones on Costa was for diving when it yeah. actually should have been a foul. It's never for what you think. You think Diego Costa, I know what he got a booking
2: for. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> yeah. Do you know
0: what? I think in his career, Diego Costa might have got more people sent off than been sent off. Oh, himself. easy,
2: easy. Yeah. Um,
1: Chris, who's a, who's a loser for you? Uh, Levi Colwell Um, wow really
2: what a handball
1: even though he scored um, which like I said again doesn't make any difference to how you play for me Um, good that he got his goal Uh, absolutely awful for the first goal that Brighton scored I agree terrible, but bo- terrible body shape on his defending.
0: You can't stand off him like that, you know, like and, when he's coming at you. you yeah, like, you can't give him that much space.
1: You've got to go to the man. And more importantly, this is a player who he played with for a year, and he didn't know what foot he was, and that's unforgivable because he was you played with him for a year, so you should definitely know what foot he was trained with him every day. So I just thought overall he he just seemed out of position a lot, not really knowing what he was doing. I don't think he's played well for a long time now, actually, Caldwell. And it could be down to the fact that he's whenever he's sort of in the team, he is being asked to play left-back. Um, but that's because he isn't as good as Buddy Shield playing centre-back. And I just think at times, it's almost, I know this was probably down to the fact that we didn't have anyone available to play as a fullback. But people have been asking the question who should start there against United. And for me, it's Kukurea because you can't put Colwell there because it's just shoehorning him in, trying to get him into the team when I just don't think left back's very good for him. Um and i don't think he's been good enough at centre back to keep out the likes of Shield or de Sassy for that matter And i just think he didn't really grasp his opportunity to play um after being out of the team for a while mm.
0: i i think that is a tiny bit harsh for my blood but like, i wouldn't like put say, him as
1: a loser I, i'm not the, teaming the, up i'm just the
0: goal the goal was good and I, uh, the, his goal was good but also i i do agree like the way he stands off what's his name like Buonanota, i can't i can't yeah. Yeah, i think that's how you say it um the way he stood stood him up like stood off him like that was really poor. Other than that, I thought his game was actually pretty passable, considering we had no fullbacks, held the width decently well, oh, tried no to attack, even shot. though look, you know, he's a centre back, so him going down the wing is about you know as effective as I don't know, a chocolate teapot, I suppose. Mm. But I and I think because he is that slightly better like usually I think he would be almost like the left centre back in the three going forward. Mm. And what I like, in possession, when you have an actual fullback on the right hand side, so it kind of makes a, a a back three as you go. But because Disasi was playing there, and and he is less of a of a fullback than Colwell is, Colwell had to do that and be the one who had to have the attacking impetus in the game. Hmm. And I thought he did reasonably well to support Madrik and, uh, and 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 what not. To be honest, but yeah, not his best game, I'd say.
2: Um, I got a quick one before I move to. Ollie's second loser, uh, Craig Pawson. Eee! That penalty at the end of the game—that uh, that's uh, you're going to forget that. You you'll want to forget that. You really will. Um, yeah. It, you know what? If not for oh, VAR, that game would have ended Craig Pawson's career. Oh my yeah. word! It was just yeah. <laughs> oh. I'm not. I'm
0: not joking. He he was genuinely oh. horrendous. But for both for both teams, for Brian and for us
2: that wasn't great. Um Ollie Stand, who, standard who... standard the <laughs> Best really. in the world. Yeah, I know. I know. What, what, what have you got Ollie as your second blind
0: loser. lead in the blind and the... um my second loser is Axel Dizazi. Um okay. I thought I understand he's playing there out of necessity, but for me it was it was a lot like playing Chilwell at left wing and I just hope, you know, in that you hope to never see it again. Um uh, cuz he was he was pretty poor. I for the most part, did well to win a few headers and things like that, but he's not cut out for being out wide on that right hand side. You know, he had Matoma and Adingra more or less having him on skates all game. You know, it was it was a miracle one of the, one or both of them didn't actually score. I think it was partially because Thiago Silva had such a good game; he did really well to read the game and come across and help disaster where he could. And what makes me think that also is when Matson came on. And we switched to a back three, and he was the right center, and he was the right center back in a back mm. three. He looked so much better. The whole team looked so much more defensively assured. And it just shows for me that, like, everything down that right hand, uh, everything went down that left hand side in the second half because they were targeting him, because they knew that they'd be able to try and get some, you know, generate chances out of him and mm. and this is also kind of a partial loser for for Sterling as well because although he was playing like simultaneously like right back right mid and striker at one point he didn't come back to like support dezazzi at all which left him just exposed and isolated which didn't help things so you know and then it's also kind of partially a loser for Gallagher as well <laughs> for you know leaving us in a situation where he would be so isolated in the first place but for me I just it, like, it's nothing against the guy personally I think he's a good player I just don't want to see him out on the right hand side again
2: mm. come on Chris round us off with the losers
1: uh, well mine sort of um, attaches on brilliantly to that really uh, Raheem Sterling um, yeah I think this is the poorest game Sterling's had this season uh, I can't remember a single positive thing he did in the whole game and um, even when he had when he had the ball and he had a chance to do something he messed it up there was mm-hmm. a couple of uh, times from the right hand side where he got to the byline and he just hit the first defender and won a corner and it's like your quality has to be better in those situations and to be fair this this isn't just sterling it was specifically in this game but this annoys me about our forwards most games whenever we get to the byline we always hit the first defender and just win a corner and then everyone mm. goes oh that was good play no it's not it's not good play <laughs> winning a corner isn't good play yeah picking make someone out, to put it out yeah picking someone out in the box is good play like we all we do is we get to the ball line and we just smash it at the near post and then it hits the defender and goes out for a corner that's all we do every single time we're our creativity in and around the box is not almost non-existent um, and Sterling in this game was a massive culprit of that. Like every time he got in behind Brighton, he just hit a defender and won a corner. And I can't really remember anything else he did. But as well as that, like he
0: just, like for me, he didn't do enough going forward and he certainly didn't do enough going back. So it's like, no. why are you even
1: here? No, exactly. It was the first time he didn't score, say.
0: which is his qualifier for me for having
1: a good game. Yeah. He um, sort <laughs> of. I hate the tired excuse, but he did look like not at not at his full best. Like like we have seen, like there was one where he got the ball and he got on the half turn and he tried to accelerate away, and it's just like his legs couldn't move. Like he was so much slower than he has been in recent weeks, and I just wonder whether there is points now where he he's going to have to come out and have and have the rest because most of the other attackers have had time on the bench and Sterling hasn't really
0: yeah i i do agree with you on that because it it does seem like he's starting to get a little bit leggy because he started the you know well he started sort of november and october he had some really really good performances for us and yeah. it's kind of slowly dropped off which is what makes me think it's a fitness thing rather than like out of nowhere suddenly like one week he drops a, an absolute masterclass and the next week he's the worst player on the team like it's I think he just needs some time on the sideline, but he's not going to get it versus um, uh, versus Man United. So you got to hope
2: for Everton, I yeah. suppose. Um, yeah. I'll drop my final loser. It's the it was a second half tactics for me. I mean, I must admit, I did feel a bit embarrassed regarding how our second half performance was and tactics. And it's it's widely acknowledged that adopting a high defensive line after being reduced to ten players. Is the norm you endure defensive vulnerabilities and you seek a moral victory post match? That is what we should have done. And <laughs> and if you go down to, to nine, do the
0: if you go down to nine, you do it even more. <laughs> you just sit on that
2: halfway line and just go. You know, at the end, uh, we we went for it. Uh <laughs> Ollie, who's your final loser?
0: Um, my final loser is Chelsea. Um, and now let me explain it because we won the game. Um what? but this is um This game was another example of a game where we play better against a more attacking side. We still don't know if we can break down a low block. So we're kind of losers because we didn't really learn anything from the game. And we've spotted this pattern for weeks and weeks now. You know, like we know it, the club know it, the fans know it, the players know it, it, Poch knows it, my nan knows it, everyone knows it. (laughs) So the other clubs are going to know it as well. And sooner or later, every club, whether they're an attacking team or not, are going to be sitting in a low block against us to hit us on the counter because that's the blueprint it takes to beat us. And that every team that has beat us this season
1: has done that. Mm. Yeah. Which is exactly what United will do on Wednesday. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't and know then Everton do the well. low block. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> and mm. then Sheffield oh.
2: as well. Oh, yeah. dear. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, right, emojis, emojis. We've got to get them in. Oh, uh, this, my oh, one is, is like... Tough. I went with the
0: yikes emoji, you know, like the yikes face. Uh, If, if I could uh, describe my emoji in a gif, you know, the one where like Homer Simpson is pulling his collar going Mm. yeah, like that, because it was so, we were so close to, to almost not getting a result from this performance. And, the result was the most important thing for me more than anything else. Mm. I, I didn't care if it one went in off our backside and we didn't deserve <laughs> it and we won, but the, the whole point was we needed to win and we just about got it over the line.
2: Yeah. I mean, for me, it was just a thumbs up. Job done. Uh, game one. We'll probably forget this game even happened in a few weeks. <laughs> so what, what about <laughs> yeah, you, sir. Chris?
1: Uh, I'll go with the sort of half smiling um, because like I was happy to win. But this hasn't really convinced me of anything. Um a bit, a bit <laughs> like what Ollie just said. Like I think the tests now were the next two games, United who aren't a team who are gonna come out and press you and not overly attack you. And then Everton certainly aren't. I think if we can get through this week and get and pick up, I mean, ideally two wins, because I mean, draws aren't really helping us at the minute when you look at the table. They're not gonna really mm. do anything. Then mm. I would be convinced that maybe something is starting to be different, but at the minute, I'm still not convinced. I just sort of took the win and let's move on to a game which might actually test us. Yeah, uh, that's a fair, fair go with it. Uh, we moved to line of the week. Uh,
2: from Friday, we had I went with Caicedo, Berth went with Jackson, Chris, you went with Sterling, and Ollie yep. went with Mudrick. Um, mixed again, I guess, really.
0: I think I've so, got. I think I had the best option there with Mudric.
1: Really? Really? I thought he had a better
0: game than Jackson did.
1: But did he have a better game than Calcedo did?
0: Uh, well, that's 50 yeah.
1: 50, I think. Yeah.
2: Um, well, we've got to do a lion of the midweek because we're on that, we're on the road again. Manchester, oh, Wednesday. That's a rare
0: one. A midweek lion. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
2: that's so, Oh, it's so sad. Oh, it's really sad that we have to say that. Um I didn't even think to be fair i was like midweek who's gonna be against united oh do i go lazy and go cole palmer yeah i'll go with that
0: it's not a bad shout he probably will play well he, he
2: should play i've got a feeling kunku might start he I'm, gonna, he would, would I'm, I'm,
0: I'm gonna give it to in because i think he will at least come on and if he does come on then he'll be a winner
1: for me oh what about you chris I'm I'm tempted to pick a full because I think if we've got any chance of winning this game even though I think Man United are absolutely shit by the way and yes. Man like, United
0: are the worst team I've ever seen that win every week
2: <laughs> yeah they really are like
1: I it's um I think we've played better than Man United in almost every single one of our games than they have in their corresponding game but we've got yeah. so many less points it's ridiculous like I, I don't understand how they do it Um which, which is
0: I, what you you just know in, in midweek it's going to be
1: we play really well and they win <laughs> yeah uh, I'm going to go with James yeah. is back I? Uh, I hope so yeah let's go reach James then because Rashford always scores past us so James is going to have to have a good game and make sure that doesn't happen because Rashford don't score past anyone at the minute.
0: Oh, I, know. Um, I was going to say Rashford's having a bad time Man United are having a bad
2: time so like you know you just know it's going to be a 35 yard free kick. Well yeah I'm, I'm hoping the complete opposite I'm hoping that uh, we are comfortable throughout the whole entire game but doesn't always work like that for us, does it? Yeah, and I want a million quid, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, on the Man United thing, I saw Ollie's tweet about Anthony Martial being at United for nine years. He has been at United longer than Vidic and Evera were. How is that a thing? He was. Lo- he was the. He's what? been at United longer than Van Nistelrooy.
1: What? Oh man, yeah, that's, that's just. That's... But you know what that is. That's because they can't get rid of him. Like yeah, they gave him a massive <laughs> contract. They, they did. They did try, and he just can't. No one wants him. Was it or an eight-year deal? To, was it, it severe? He went to on loan. Yeah, he went on, oh, yeah, on he loan, did. But yeah, wasn't it? And, they, like, and they didn't want him. To...
0: It was like 2018 or something. He had a quite a good season. Scored like I don't know, had 20 goals or something like that. And then he signed a new deal for five years, 250 grand a week. He's. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many goals he scored since that season? Oh, about four. Twelve.
2: Oh wow! Whoa, well, wow
0: in, in in like five years since
2: twelve. <laughs> get him a get him a game at Chelsea. He's a perfect striker for us. <laughs> Give that man the number nine shirt. Oh at yes, <laughs> right. Uh, questions, charisma. Questions. Zachariah has asked. I feel like this is aimed at Chris. So, uh, is was okay. this game against Brighton a turning point for Enzo? Oh God's sake! Like, I hope so.
1: If he does it at Old Trafford and he does it at Everton, then yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll do back back-to-back games. That's Enzo's going to
0: tell you guys off if you keep... So <laughs> Chris is going to tell you guys off if you keep talking about Enzo. But I don't
1: understand, right, because... I don't understand how people haven't learned the lesson yet from Kai Havertz. Like Kai Havertz Ooh. was the prime example of shit for ten weeks and then scored <laughs> a goal and everyone went, that's oh, a turning point. Oh, we're but gonna he, see the real Kai Havertz now. But he and then the next the game it was absolutely final, final shit. to give
2: Chelsea the lead in Porto.
1: Oh, to be up. fair,
0: ha- I think every time Havertz scored it was a turning point. It's just a shame he was doing a four hundred and fifty <laughs> point turn. <laughs> oh,
2: right. This one this one's more like touching on the Brighton game again. Um Alexander has asked, do you guys think there's a specific way to go about this lack of discipline?
0: Uh, not really because because oh, for me okay. I, I know I know that sounds bad but for me it comes from Pochettino because yeah, like, well, it, sounds, it sounds like he's the one who wants the players to have a bit more grit and more fight mm-hmm. and a lot of these guys are really young so oh, it's mm-hmm. a lot of testosterone a lot of aggression going around obviously mm-hmm. and so you, I don't know, for me it's just like I just if if I'm like a 21 year old kid right who's on like hundreds of thousands of pounds a week and my boss tells me to be more aggressive I'm snapping someone in
2: half in the next game because I'm trying <laughs> to do my job you know what I mean I like, see where you're coming from I mean for me I've done a little rant on this because it, when it comes to a lack of discipline within a team for me you have to nip that in the bud real quick you know it's it's like trying to build a title team with a shaky foundation it won't hold up it won't and First things first, it does come down to the coach, you know, the head coach. He needs, Pochettino needs to lay down the law, you know, set the expectations and strongly put there that discipline ain't a suggestion. It's the backbone of what will be a winning squad. You know, we've, you've got to have those real talk moments, you know, let the team know what's at stake. You know, it's it's sort of like, you've got to tell them, look, we're here to win, not to collect yellow cards or red cards like the trading cards. You know, you, you and you best believe if someone steps out of line, Pochettino needs to just absolutely drop the hammer. You know, whether it's extra training or fines, we can't. Ha- you can't have a winning culture with a bunch of loose cannons on the field. You've got to have respect, self control, and play for the badge on your chest, not the antics that get you carded, such as kicking the ball away, bit of time wasting, mm-hmm. moaning at the ref when you know exactly what's coming your way. It'll be a yellow card. Stop. You know, you've got to stop it. And that's the
0: thing. That's the thing because I I don't think there's anyone in the club at the moment who's gonna t- take some like take someone like Enzo or Jackson aside and be like that yellow card was pointless. Just don't mm, do that. No, you're right? Because you know, you know I mean? like we've got like, Thiago Silva. You got silver but that's yeah, it. Like, he's old
2: enough to be everybody's granddad. And yeah, there's and you're no. Like, All right, granddad. Yeah, just go back have your. Nap, <laughs> it's, you know, it's just too much. Uh, we we well, I've said it multiple times. We've gone from one extreme to the other and gone oh let's yeah. bro- drop our age squad d- age of the squad down to absolute zero like no we need you have to have a perfect balance you cannot have all one or all the other it has to be the perfect balance and we, yeah. we I, I don't get how this managed this ownership just uh, go nah let's all go and youth the,
0: and the thing is uh, as well though is like you've got a situation where like you're, again, Mikey, you're right because it's like one extreme than the other. Because what were we saying like the last two seasons? Oh, there's no fight in the team. There's no aggression. Nobody wants to have a go. You know, and then and now there's too much aggression in the team. Yes, <laughs> of it, yeah, like, I ne- think we um, need to
1: find a middle ground. I think you're right, though. Ollie. I do think a lot of this does come from Poch, which is the which is why I don't think it's going to go away because he would be the one telling the players that this is unacceptable. But people do forget that he was in charge of Tottenham during the battle at the bridge where yeah, they, had they were the nastiest team ever every mm-hmm. single player on their team was booked so and he didn't say a word about that at, after the game um about the fact that they lost their. Dis- i mean that cost them a title and he didn't bring up the fact that their discipline cost them that game um so i don't think he sees it as a big problem and i think that's why well, I, I think it's here to stay to be honest
2: Ooh, not, i mean not, maybe not i mean
0: there, there's a chance though that like it kind of develops in a positive way right you know in the way that kind of like a Simeone team is like a nasty Ooh. you don't want to play against them or an Allegri kind of team is nasty mm. and you don't want to play against them but until we sort out the like the needless yellow cards and stuff like kicking the ball away like stuff like that like, that, you know, like for yeah. me there's like a def- like there's a difference between like like discipline and just like aggression because there's a like discipline you've got to have that control and kicking the ball away and stuff like that and arguing with the ref sure it's passionate sure it's aggressive great we love that as like a as a fuel for your energy but you you need to be able to control it and and shape Mm -hmm. it and Mm -hmm. manage it Mm -hmm. to manage the game effectively because otherwise you just lose your heads every game and 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 sooner or later it's gonna cost us if it hasn't
2: already Uh, we'll end the Monday show with the game of Archie Thompson's Top Trumps. And you know the rules. They have to guess whether a player club, whatever I say, is higher or lower than the previous entry. The category this week is Champions League 2022-2023. So what does that mean? Well, I'm going to give you a team and you've got to tell me if they won more points in the 22-23 group stage or less than the previous club. Oh, mm. this is going to be fun. This will be fun. So, right. So we start with Borussia Dortmund, yeah, they, they had nine points in the group stage last season. So I'm going to go to Ollie and then Chris, then Ollie then Chris. So you've got RB Leipzig, and this is for last season. Last season, okay. Well, did Leipzig get more or
0: less than nine points? Were they did they go through? I can't even remember. I'm going to say they got less.
2: They didn't, they got 12. Oh, ah, fair points. enough. Good job, um, Leipzig
1: Chris. You've got Inter Milan. Uh so you think because they got to the final that they would have got more yeah. than twelve, but it doesn't always work that way.
0: Uh, <laughs> I
2: can't even I'm remember gonna, who
1: they were in, what group. I'm gonna say less. They did, they got
2: 10. Just 10, and still made the final. Did they win the group? you uh, know? No. With 10 points. I don't know, could have done Wasn't it. they involved
1: with
2: <laughs> I mean they might have been. I I didn't really think, I'll have to check. Um have a look at that! Yeah, uh, that might they might before. have been in Real Madrid's group, Chris. I think you, you, what you, yeah, I think you were. You might be right about that. Uh, hang on a minute. So they probably didn't then. <laughs> I thought they were in City's group. Oh, no, they couldn't have. They played them in the final, uh, didn't they? Yeah, opposite
0: uh, um, sides of the bracket,
2: aren't they? Inter Milan were in Group C with Bayern Munich. Ah, that's uh, right. yeah, Bayern Munich. They got six from six, and they are not on this list. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> uh, Marseille more or less than 10 oh less yeah they only got six oh no yeah. but yeah spot on um Chris you've got Juventus that's tough
1: uh I can't remember whether Juventus made it out of the group or not um I'm gonna I'm gonna take a risk I'm gonna say less they got three. Wow. Yes. And, if, and they
2: they only won one game. And I'll tell you who they had in the group. They had Benfica, PSG, Maccabee Haifa. Did yeah, they beat yeah. PSG? Um <laughs> No, they beat Ma, they beat Maccabee Haifa three one. Wow,
0: what a shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: it wasn't wasn't great for them. Uh,
0: Maccabee Haifa and Maccabee Tel Aviv the same
2: team or are they two no, different teams? Different, uh, two but, different teams. Okay. They're different. Um, Chris, you've got napoli it's ollie in it oh no ollie sorry ollie you've got (laughs) napoli i was more than happy to let chris take
0: it um more (laughs) More or less than three more or less than three they were flying last season they must (laughs)
2: have done they got 15 so yeah (laughs) i feel this one's a real actually quite easy but chris you've got Sophia. (laughs) did they get anything less than max points
1: did Sophia (laughs) get
2: anything less than 15 I bet they got less. They got five. Yes, they did. Didn't they win
1: the competition? The Europa League? I was going to
0: say, what, the Champions
1: League? No, think, they yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, they did. They beat Roma in the final on penalties yeah. in one of the oh, worst you... games I've ever watched. Can I you remember imagine that? that? They yeah. won
2: the group with five points.
0: <laughs> Wasn't uh, That was the game that um, Mourinho was really upset at. Um, was Anthony Taylor was the ref, that? Oh, yeah. well,
2: that would say a lot to me. Yeah, do
0: yeah, You know what? Checks out, <laughs> <Trust
2: Yeah. Jose. laughs> Um PSG more or less than? Did you say five. Got five? Yeah, yeah. They probably got higher than that. They did, not did they? Got fourteen. Now, yeah. this next one is going to shock you because it, it, did they were in the Champions League last season? Rub your eyes, but it was true. Um, Chelsea. Now, did huh? this team called Chelsea? have more or less points than PSG in the group what's a, stage. What's a, what's a Chelsea? That's in not a to
1: Europe. Chelsea are...
2: in the Champions League. I know, I know. But they were in it.
1: So, wow. Yeah. What was the points total? More Dumb or, or up, less but, uh, than 14. Hmm. You know, it's bad, isn't it, that I don't really remember our group stage.
2: <laughs> Graham Potter managed yeah. a Champions League game.
1: Yeah, that was the Milan <laughs> yeah, I, stage. Yeah, I, I, I remember that. He made it to the uh,
2: Champions League. Wow. I'm, I'm going
1: to say less. We got less. at least six because we did I'm beat Milan less. twice. <laughs>
2: less, yes, just thirteen. And, and remember, he won a round of sixteen tied to get us to the quarterfinals. Yeah, Graham. Well, um, Benfica. Oh, Benfica. Benfica, more or less than thirteen. Uh, you see, this is a weird
0: one, because occasionally Benfica just goes absolutely ballistic in the Champions League. Um, I'm going to say less, but I don't think it's a lot less.
2: More, 14.
0: Oh, do they you know were... what? I should have said more.
2: Yeah, they're uh, in that group I with PSG, PSG and Juventus. Who didn't get out? Of the... Oh, no. It was, yeah, it was uh, yeah, Juventus got Europa League. Yeah. yeah, And finally, Chris, everyone's favourite club, Barcelona, more or less than 14. Everyone's. Well, I'm just being sarcastic.
1: (laughs) Um, did Barcelona go through? Oh, oh. I don't think they did. You know? No, I, I I can't remember. I, I, I kind of vaguely remember them getting grouped, but I mean, it might be a different. Yeah, they all blend into one, don't they? I'm going to say less. They've had a few years
2: recently, haven't they? Where they're like, they were kind of on the cusp of not going through. They got seven points it was less they finished third in a group consisting of Bayern, inter and victoria pilsen yes you know what that's a tough group to be fair but also hold that l (laughs) barter oh man right uh thank you for listening listeners uh treat yourself well we'll be back on friday to find out who the winners all winners all winners always winners And the losers were from the game against Man United. So till then, that'll be us signing off. You've been listening to At The Bridge Pod, a Chelsea FC podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram by searching for At The Bridge Pod. And if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, leaving us a review is always appreciated.